Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Female Founders Network, a podcast brought to you by invoice to go I'm your host, Nat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sylvie. Hey, everyone. We record our show in the Forbes Street studio in downtown Sydney, Australia, but we bring guests from all over the world. So you'll hear people from the U.S., the United Kingdom, Europe, the Asia Pacific, anywhere that we find women who lead and inspire others. This is a great podcast for women who are navigating business ownership, leadership, or just life. Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Reviews, reviews, reviews. We all know that growing a successful business depends as much on what others say about you as it does on what you say about yourself. In this episode, we'll talk about why reviews matter so much and how to get them, as well as what to do when you get a bad review. We'll also discuss how you can amplify and make the most of good reviews to generate more business. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, guys. Today, we're talking about one of the key elements to growing a successful business. Yes, reviews. So you might not think it, but apparently, actually, I do believe this stat, but the stat is that 89% of consumers check out local businesses' online reviews to determine whether or not they want to go ahead with that purchase or Mm. service or Mm. whatever it is but the fact of the matter is is that people are looking to see what other people are saying about someone before they make a purchase decision and that is so important for a small business to get on top of and and make sure that they are, are getting reviews like yeah yeah especially I mean when times are tight and people you know you only get to go out a couple times a week with a mask on or whatever it is whatever your situation is yeah um or there are only so many products that you can purchase with your fun money it's you definitely want to make sure that you're going to be satisfied yeah and I think you need to be prioritizing this because if you think about it like if you see two businesses that look similar online Mm. one's got reviews one doesn't Definitely it's totally going to trust yeah. the reviews one because it's like this this business is established, mm-hmm. it's got customers, it's got customers that think highly of this person. Or they care about service. their customers. Yeah. yeah. So even if you don't read them but you just see they have reviews, you it feels more trustworthy. Have you ever key. been turned off by a negative review and you really wanted to buy something or um, hire someone for a service and then you just didn't because of the review? Um, I have on Amazon because Mm. there's been like products that I've gone to buy and I've been deciding what to get. And Mm. then if there's been like loads of negative reviews, like one after the other, then I've, then I've made the decision not to go with it. But then I've then gone on the the good reviews to make sure that that's, you know, something I want to get. But having said that, I have seen restaurants and like different small businesses where they've had like maybe one or two like negative reviews. But when you actually read them, it's all about context. And it's like you kind of feel like some people just like... Like my view is, awesome people just like to complain sometimes. So I wouldn't <laughs> I mean, judge somebody's having a bad day. Yeah, I wouldn't that judge a business too. of like a couple because it might just be like that particular situation. Yeah, but I think it's more about how they respond to it too. Like yeah. I will actually read the response, and uh, yeah, if they good. get really defensive and try to blame it on the customer. I will not yeah. engage that business or that person for the service or whatever it is. But if they're like you know, very fair and even keel and, you know, maybe offer the customer some sort of something, Mm. then I'm like, okay, this is, you know, this is if this person screws up, then we know that they'll take care of it. And that actually almost makes me respect them more. Yeah. 
Which is interesting. But we'll talk about bad reviews in a second. First, yeah. we want to talk about why reviews are important in the first place. Mm. So what's the first reason, Sylvie? Well, obviously, I just mentioned the stat about how many people are actually looking at reviews. Yes. But the other stat that is notable is that 85% of people trust online reviews as much as they do recommendations from friends and family. Mm. So that is another major thing because you think about it when you're asking someone that your friends are oh where did you get that from or where can I like get this like great electrician or what what lawyer did you use for your like house purchase kind of thing yeah then if a friend or family member recommends someone then you trust that more yeah. um Absolutely. and so online reviews help you to like grow that word of mouth even more with a network of like extended friends and family to your business yeah um which is a really important thing yeah um so yeah I think um it's really important to to have reviews and it's not just me that thinks that the the data says that um people's purchasing behavior tells you that as well it's it's not just about these stats where they do studies like you actually see businesses with more reviews getting more purchases and getting more service requests. Yep. And if you think about it, I mean, there's only, especially, you know, in times of COVID or lockdown or a pandemic or whatever, there's only so many people that you can meet to spread word of mouth. Mm. So a really easy way to spread word of mouth is to provide an excellent service and, and get that review online Yeah. so that you are showing up and, and people are seeing virtual word of mouth. Yeah. Definitely. So number one ways. And that is our first tip. So the first reason that you need online reviews is that you will generate more leads. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's like Yelp might be annoying, <laughs> but <laughs> people pay attention to it, right? Um, the other thing, too, is the more you get great reviews for a specific service, the more likely you are to appear higher in search engine results for that service. So if you're providing, you know, excellent graphic design in the Nashville area and you've got like a little team and you're trying to grow your business and someone's searching, you know, they want to hire a local designer and they're searching graphic design Nashville, you've got, you know, whatever, 25 great reviews, mm -hmm. you're going to pop up. Yeah. Right? So sometimes even it's, it's the way to become a big fish in a little pond, but it's also a way to differentiate yourself if you're in a bigger city, right? Like... There might be, I don't know, 100,000 graphic designers in New York City, but maybe only, you know, 1,000 that have really great reviews and online presence. Yeah. And they all specialize in different things, so you can really stand out. I think it's um, important to, like, discuss as well, like, where to collect your reviews. Mm. Like, which which channels do you think are the most strategic channels to get reviews? Because you can have reviews on Facebook. Google, Yelp, invoice to goes app has reviews where if you're sending out invoices and you've got customers on there that you can then get them to review your products as well that mm -hmm. then is shown on your actual profile on invoice to go which yep. is pretty good. Um, so where do you think are the most important places to have reviews um, on your business? <laughs> well, I mean, all, any of the classic sites where people are hiring you, right? So mm -hmm. if you're the the different sites and platforms that you're using to get hired or run your business in the first place, which is why um, Invoice2Go is such a great one. Mm -hmm. Because if you're using that platform to build your profile, which just launched this year, 
Um, you actually don't even really need a website because you've got a profile on there that you can send potential customers to if you'd yeah. like. Um, but you can also generate reviews there and you can share them other places. So you could copy exactly what someone said and copy it to, you know, your LinkedIn to show it off, copy it to your website or profiles in other places. It's just a really great, great tool for you to have. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, anywhere where your customers are is where you should be seeking, seeking reviews in my view. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what social proof is? Yes. What is it? Um, okay. Well, um, I don't know if I can give you the like, dictionary definition, but social proof is when is how we look to others to like gauge whether or not we should like or want to do something. And it's kind of like if the majority of people are doing it, then that's the social proof that I should be doing it as well. Yes. Human beings are incredibly tribal. Mm -hmm. So when we go back to like cave people days we would look to others to see like what is safe, right? Yeah. Like this person is eating that berry and that person is not dying, <laughs> you yeah. know, so we can eat that berry Social too. Yeah. yeah, or this person is exploring that cave or going hunting in that forest and they're coming back with a lot of food to eat, so we should do it too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this basic human survival instinct that we all have. We look for signs of social proof, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it's a great thing and sometimes it's not so good thing because it's not always that great to follow the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to purchasing decisions, hiring someone, we um, social proof is one of the most effective tools we have to decide whether or not something might be good for us. The book or sorry, the term was actually coined in 1984 and the book influenced by Robert Cialdini. I think that's how you spell or pronounce his last name. Nice. Um, but it is the the actual technical definition. Um, it is a psychological and social phenomenon wherein people copy the actions of others and attempt to undertake behavior in a given situation. Nice. Right? So I'm looking for this. I know this person is smart. They did it this way. I'm going to do it this way. And that is why reviews are so fundamentally important. Yes. Yeah. And social proof comes into like why things go viral as well. Yes. So it's like all all of these phenomenon are kind of linked. To, to social proof. Yeah. And yeah. we do it yeah. because we are still cave people in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next really important reason is that you will start building your reputation with a customer before you even meet them. Mm -hmm. So you've got prospective customers out there in the world, you don't even have to, like, think of all the time that we spend selling ourselves, mm. right, or explaining what we do. If someone else has already explained it for you through a great review, that cuts down on that time. Like, yeah. this person comes to you already trusting you, you've already built that reputation with them yeah. before you even even start. So That's a really good point. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. And then then it's like a reference for like, oh, later. If you, you might not even need it right now, but then later on, if you yeah. then think of it, you're like, oh, wait, I know that this person has a really great service from what I've seen online. Right. And then they go to you. Hmm. Sure do. I think as well, it's great because um, if you'll see a pattern in what people say about you, so then you'll kind of know like quite clearly like where your strongest suits are, what, yes. your, what your unique selling points are. Yes. Like if everyone's saying about you and your business that you're so friendly and like nice to work with, mm -hmm. that might not sound like it's like the best 
like USP you could have, but it really is because then that yeah. makes you approachable. It makes you likable. Yeah. And so if loads of people are saying that about you, then um, that's a lovely thing to have on your profile or your website or that people will then be more trusting to, to work with you. Yeah, I think that's one of the beautiful things about both growing your business and getting older and more mature as a person, right? Like the older you get, the more self-aware you get about both your strengths and your weaknesses. And mm -hmm. it couldn't be truer than in a situation where you are vulnerable and trying to grow a business, mm -hmm. right? Trying to support yourself and perhaps a family, um, you know, and you are you really need to understand your strengths and weaknesses to be successful yeah because if you put your head in the sand about what you're not good at <laughs> you're never going to change it right like yeah. you're just going to keep making excuses for yourself etc and your business isn't going to grow the way that it could mm. so you really know your own strengths and weaknesses by just listening to others and this removed format of an online review gives people the freedom to do that they might be scared to tell you mm. that something you did made them uncomfortable or wasn't to their liking but when they, you remove that you know face-to-face -face barrier or whatever yeah that pressure then they can tell you what they really think yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can fix <clears> it <throat> so it's an opportunity what else are you thinking is the benefit um i guess it kind of leads on from what you just said is that is that you can fix it and know how you can improve certain areas so yes um even if something if even even if you disagree with what someone said you can address it there and then online as well yes. if it is online yeah um and then you can actually take action to make sure that you're you're improving your processes or you know it could be something like oh I sh you shipped something and it took too long yeah for uh, for example and then you can think oh well maybe we need to like do express posting or have that as an option in case someone needs something faster yeah. and then you're just improving your service it's not right. always something that you've done wrong it's, it could be something that could just be better and right. i think that's really um really valuable to find out and if you give people the chance and the opportunity to communicate that then that's a good thing yeah your customers will tell you what kind of experience they want you yeah. just have to listen right yeah and I think so I've seen this with some of my clients and like some business owners is that when you're when you are the founder and it's your business it's your baby it's hard not to take it personally when mm. someone leaves a negative review. Mm. And I've seen it happen many times with some of my clients where they are scared to have reviews in case they're negative because it hurts them to yeah. see that. Yeah. And you can have like hundreds of amazing reviews, but the one bad one is going to sit on you and it really like really affects I've seen your it gut, I've seen it happen your and gut, yeah. yeah and I just think no like you have to this is so important in business anyway you have to separate your person your who you are and what makes you you and your like personal feelings from your business persona and your business as a separate entity from yourself like people can leave your business a bad review and like your business persona, so even if it was your service standards, like it was how you dealt with a situation, mm. they, that doesn't mean that is you and they're criticizing you like personally. Well, it's like it, the business It does thing. mean, it is your action, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you're shit, yes. right? It means you're a living, growing person yeah. who with room to improve, just like everybody, you yeah. know, and you've got strengths and weaknesses just like everybody else. I'm going to actually, I just want to dig in there for just a little bit mm. and I'm going to share an experience that I have not actually told that many people um 
Ooh, secret. <laughs> yeah. Spilling out. Uh, you know Glassdoor. Yeah. Okay. So Glassdoor, <laughs> you guys probably all know Glassdoor, everybody who's listening to this, but um, it's, um, and I'll actually send this to the woman uh, who I'm going to share this story <laughs> about. I'm not going to share her name, but I, I took a, um, I took a leap of faith when I was young. Mm-hmm. I was like a single mom and I was working for this very stable firm and I left to join this teeny tiny agency. Mm-hmm. And I, it was an agency of all women. Um, it was when I was first, you know, starting to become, you know, a, I, I would ha- I had the budding kind of seeds of of female empowerment leader. Yeah, like just growing. Like I was really starting to come into my own. I was still in my twenties. Um, but I'd been through like a lot, you know, and so I left my very stable job as a single mom and took this leap of faith to join this agency. And the weekend before I was supposed to start my new job, I went swimming, right? With my children. Okay. And I got a massive ear infection. Oh no. Massive. Like, you know, the kind of ear infection where your head just like throbbing, Right. Yeah. Yeah. My head was just throbbing. I felt so crappy. It was just awful. And so I started this job. I couldn't call them. I was still not at the point in my career where I could call them and say, hey, I need another week before I start because I'm sick. I thought, yeah. Is that like a U.S. thing? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I knew they were counting on me. They they were waiting for me to start. And I just, it was probably stupid of me, right? Yeah. Um. So I started my new job on Monday with this massive ear infection, and I scheduled a um, doctor appointment on my lunch hour. But then we, I started the job, and we had so much work that I didn't go to my doctor appointment. I just kept taking Advil. Oh, no. And it just kept getting worse. And I was, you know, the the people were lovely that I was working with. It was a small team. It was all women. I was like, oh, yes, you know. Yeah. You know, this is a an agency of, of women, and they're empowered, and they're talented, and I can learn so much from them. I was just so excited. But you can't hear anything that anyone's saying. <laughs> well, not out of one side. And I was in, just in pain. Yeah. So I was slow, and I was like, I seemed distracted, And, you know, I can see from the outside, you know, now as someone who's run businesses and teams, like what it must have looked like because I didn't tell anybody I was sick. Yeah. And the other thing is my my equipment was different. So at the firm that I'd come from, I was on a PC with different tools that I was using and they used all Mac. Right. So I was also slow because I was like fuddling with the hotkeys and things. Yeah. I got fired after three days. Really? Fired. Oh, my God. Called into the office. So I showed up every day like this. I didn't leave to go to the doctor. Um, and I was just distracted and in pain and blah, blah, blah. And I kept showing up and just thinking I'll power through it and I'll go to the doctor on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they called me into the office and said, not, you know, this is not what we thought we were hiring. You seem distracted. You, like, you know, you're not, you're not on it enough. Yeah. Um, so anyway... I spent a couple months unemployed. I was scraping by. Did you not tell me you had kids. an ear infection? Um, at that point? I don't remember what I said. I think I just started crying oh. and apologized for failing. Oh. And then like walked out crying. <laughs> like oh, it was no. just a really sad scene. Yeah. And I was just so like disheartened because, you know. So anyway, years later, um, Glassdoor comes on the scene. Yeah. And this 
it, this experience haunted me in my career, but it also like the result haunted me, right? Because because I had left my good stable job for yeah. to take a chance. Um, I didn't get unemployment benefits. I didn't get anything. And so I was literally scraping by and like selling things in my home for a couple months to pay my rent. Oh, no. It was a really sad, sad time as a single mom. Yeah. If you get single, so many single moms in America are living this way, yeah. like with the fear of, you know, not having that stable income. Mm. And it was just a really hard time. And then I got a really good job after, yeah. but it took a couple months to, you know, get back up on my feet. And, you know, a lot of single moms are living paycheck to paycheck, and I certainly was. Yeah. So that whole experience haunted me in my mind, and I got on Glassdoor. <laughs> and I was, you know, just casually job hunting. I didn't set out to leave her, the, her review. Okay. And so by, by her, I mean the owner of the agency. Okay. So this agency, in the years that I was working for the other agency that had hired me up after she'd fired me, yeah. had grown to one of the most prominent agencies in the Midwest. Right. They had, they're incredible. Their work is incredible. Their culture is incredible. They have all kinds of really cool things going for them. Generous maternity leave, all kinds of really cool policies that they've come out with over the years Mm -hmm. as a woman-led agency. And they've got a really great reputation. And they were on their way to that, right? Um, So it was really hard as well to watch them grow and know this thing in the back of my mind and heart that they had done to me, you know, or, or, you know, as a young, young creative. And um, I left them or they popped up, um, a job popped up. And then I had a recruiter contact me and say, hey, you'd be a really great fit for this agency. And I said, I can't work there. Yeah. So what did you say in your review? Um... I said that leaving my job to work at this agency was one of the biggest mistakes I'd ever made in my career. And then explained what happened to me yeah. and said, I hope it's never happened to anyone else. And I understand that they're doing really good things, but this has been in the back of my mind for a couple of years now. And yeah. I have to say something. Yeah, fair enough. What it's, happened then? Did they contact you? She reached out to me personally and said, first she said it in the review and then reached out to me personally. Yeah. In the review, she said, and I'll never forget this first line. Is this a reply to the review? The reply to the review, she said, of all the mistakes I've made in my career, this is the one that haunts me. This is the one that keeps me up at night. Really? She, She said that she'd been thinking about it for years. No way. So you've yeah. both been there thinking about <laughs> yeah. it. But. Yeah, and we'd never reconnected. And so we reconnected. We now follow each other on different things. And Aww. we've chatted several times since then over the years and, and just really respect each other as leaders. And that's a happy ending. That's the thing is <laughs> she made a mistake. Yeah. You know, she made a big, big mistake. And I paid for that mistake. Yeah. But, it, you know, that review, like, the way she responded to it with such vulnerability and mm-hmm. such, like, humanity was just so admirable. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah. And the other people, I'm sure, you know, the people who saw it and saw her response would also think the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But this is actually someone who's got empathy that I could want to work for. Right. Because then it goes both ways. It's not just about getting customers. It's also about, like, getting really good employees and people to, like— because your employees build your business. Like, you can't do good work without well, good incredible, people. yeah, incredible yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, huh. that's exactly it. So that is um, 
kind of leads us <laughs> into uh, the bad review section. Do we want to touch on that before we touch on like some of the other aspects? Yeah. So <clears throat> this is like, as I mentioned, like one of the biggest kind of objections I get from my clients when they're like, we need to do reviews is what if we get a bad review? Like, mm. what do I do? Like, I don't want to have that out there because yes. people troll, people leave fake reviews. Yes. There's, like, competitors that come and leave you bad reviews. Yeah, there's all kinds of shady shit that goes on now. It kind of sucks. Yeah. But um, what do you do? Okay, so someone goes on, say you've got an, a graphic design service. Let's mm-hmm. just keep going back to graphic design. And you had a shit week, you know. Maybe you had to take care of a loved one. Maybe you had something else bad happen, your car broke down, whatever. You're a human being and you had a shit week and you missed a deadline for them or you missed a couple of deadlines or whatever it was or you took on too much work. And Or one of your team, like, quits. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something happens. Like, yeah, right. Whatever happens. Like, if you get a bad review, I think the first thing to do is get back to them quickly and respond in a timely mm. manner. Yes. And then... As Nat mentioned in the story, I think that's a really good point. It's like, it's okay to be vulnerable. If you actually have made a mistake, own yeah. up, answer thoughtfully, answer honestly, and say, in this situation, this is why this happened, and we're really sorry, and we want to rectify it, and let's see if we can come to some sort of agreement. Yeah. And, and those are the those situations where the bad review is, it hurts, but it's like, it's justified. Yeah. And that's all fair. Right, like, it's it's... It looks really—anytime you make a mistake in life, Mm -hmm. unless someone's just being batshit crazy. I mean, there are people who just are being batshit crazy, right? Yeah. Um, But even those you have to handle carefully online. But anytime you make a mistake in life, the worst thing that you can do is immediately start defending yourself, right? It's such a bad habit to get into. It's like what little kids do when they're caught, you know, doing something wrong. Like, hey, why didn't you make their bed, your bed? And it's like six excuses, You know, like the best thing that you can do is just sit there, digest, really think about what part of you've got and what ownership you have in this situation. Mm -hmm. And then thoughtfully and evenly and fairly respond to that with respect. Yeah. And then the good thing is on most platforms, you then don't have an argument. You have the last say as the respondent to the review. Because, mm. for example, on Google My Business, if there's a review, there'll be the review and then your response. It then They can't then talk back publicly. <laughs> right. You have the last, the last public right. word in that situation. Right. So it's not going to become some, like, big cat fight. Weird like banter. Some weird, like, Facebook wall drama. I hate the, I hate like, the word cat fight, by the way. <laughs> I hate the word cat fight. I, um, it could be a tomcat fight. There you go. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it is... Yeah, it's important to just really, 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 really fairly respond with humility and people will see that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's important is to not lie. Yeah. Don't twist the truth. Mm-mm. Just tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do not lie. <laughs> then people do lie though. Not we're not saying that our business owners listening that, <laughs> but competitors. Yeah people who've just angry at the world you may this is like this is like the 0.01% of reviews so this isn't yes. scaring you yes but there might be someone who leaves you a bad review that yes. isn't actually real 
Yeah. And then in this these situations, this is what scares people. Is like, what if like someone out there is leaving reviews? They haven't even used my service, bought a product. They're just yeah. doing it to tarnish reputations. So they can win the business themselves. Yeah. yeah. And in these situations, don't respond in kind and leave your competitors bad reviews because then it's like fighting fire with fire and that doesn't work. Also, when they go low, we go high. Yeah, Michelle Obama, that situation. (laughs) (laughs) You don't always know that it's them as well. So how bad would you feel if like you left a... Yeah, and it wasn't even them. But you can be super transparent on us and be like, hey, um, say her name is... She's calling herself Sarah. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, I don't remember providing you this service and I can't find your file anywhere. Yeah. Could you please email me at this, you know, and and this situation doesn't seem familiar to me. I don't remember yeah. anything like this happening. I please don't believe email. you're a customer. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could go that far if you wanted to. Yeah. Or say, like, you know, I, I don't remember having you as a customer. Yeah. So it's not attacking. It's, you know, just kind of chill like yeah, yeah, yeah. like unbothered unfettered if you will yeah. and then say contact me here and i'm happy to help you sort this out and then your customers will be like oh someone tried to troll them and look how chill they were yeah they're response. just like nice and not like like yeah. arsy about it not assy did you say ass? Arsy. god i love <laughs> i love british terms so much i also have a hot tip Hot tip. What is it? It's even got a jingle. <laughs> it's that's that's the jingle. Yep. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Um, there's a few services like Removeify where you can actually have people mm. remove bad Google reviews. So if you are, are they legal? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, because we can't give illegal tips on here, Sylvia. You know that, right? Yes, these are are legitimate businesses. (laughs) This isn't like some black hat SEO thing. This is like white hat, like legitimate removing review services Hmm. where they basically reach out and like contact Google and do all that hard work for you because you can get bad reviews removed as well. Yes. It's it's a bit more hard work, but the services that you can look into and see and read the reviews and see what you think and then, you know... Um, that's one example of a service. Yep. But if you get a bad review, it's not the end of the world. It's yes. basically, yes. there's ways to handle it, many different ways. And yes. Be kind, yep. keep it appropriate, give each response a response, a custom response. Don't copy and paste. Yeah. Don't copy and paste. Be thoughtful. And be honest. Don't attack them back. And, you know, if you have done something wrong, you can take it off the review site and rectify the situation. In fact, that's what you should do. Yeah. You should have them contact you so that you can offer them something. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But I feel like we spent quite a lot of time sort of talking about bad reviews. Yes. But that's not like, that's like a small, small, small proportion of um, the benefit of reviews. Of reviews. Yeah. Like, yes. so, so what to do if you get a glowing review? Ooh, what do you do <laughs> if you get a glowing review? So how can you make the most of those glowing reviews Sylvia what are some of your ideas well firstly when you get a glowing review you should do a happy dance which I'm sure you'll be doing happy dance (laughs) happy dance see you've got jingle as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah but my singing voice is just horrendous it's always nice to hear good stuff from people because it makes you feel proud of your service you're offering your products it's really great to hear good feedback so that is rewarding in itself so that like when you get a bad review it's it's easy to dwell on that and, and ignore every good thing that people say about you. But actually, yes. 
when you get a good review, really like bask in that and feel proud because that's yes. great. And and tell your employees, tell people that are working with you, look at what people are saying about our business because it makes people feel good to to get that. So I think that's step one is like circle it internally. Yes, it, own it. Yeah. It's like when it's like when you you know like I, right now being super super pregnant, mm. people will be like, oh, you look so cute, and I'll be like, oh, I look like a whale. Like, why am I saying that? <laughs> yeah. Every time people <laughs> tell me I'm cute, I say no. I look like a whale. Like, why? Why? <laughs> um, if you guys get a good review for anything in life, but especially your business, say thank you. Yes. Thank you. And you can, yeah, send a nice response back. Because you don't just reply to bad reviews, you also reply to good reviews. Yes. Thank you very much. Look forward to receiving your business again. Very kind words. Very nice to hear that. Enjoyed working with you so much, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And then I think what you should be doing when you're getting really glowing reviews that you show, you know, they're outstanding, is you need to be using these reviews in your marketing collateral, content, content, in your content. content, yeah, social media, on your website. Like, post this shit everywhere. Like, people <laughs> should see it. Give it the visibility it deserves. on yeah. the gram. <laughs> Start flexing on the gram. Yeah. Do people say that? Do I sound like I'm 100 years old? <laughs> <laughs> I can't comment because I'm also a millennial and not a Gen Z, so I just don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. A millennial is like a word for old now? Is yeah. That, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> always, always a focus on the customer and their success when you are um, sharing these. Mm. But, yeah, um, definitely share them out. C- turn them into graphics. Turn them into whatever you'd like so that people can see the good word. And what is the last, the last benefit of good reviews? Well, Natalie, it's that you'll build strong, long-lasting customer relationships. Mm, yes. <laughs> real ones, like real ones, you know? Like yeah. if someone gives you a, a good review and you like pat them on the back in return and, and talk about how much you enjoyed working with them mm-hmm. and serving them, then holy shit, everyone feels good. They want to yeah. hire you again. They want to tell all their friends by word of mouth. You know, like it's just good stuff all around, yeah. right? It's a good way to end a project. Yeah. It's the ultimate way. Um, so we're just going to talk really quickly about um, Invoice2Go's review feature and how it works. Um, as you guys know, Invoice2Go sponsors this podcast and we are dedicated to elevating the voices of women and women entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and we have launched two things this year. Number one is well, end of last year, beginning of this year. Yeah. Number one is business profiles, right? And number two, which kind of links to those business profiles, are the reviews. Woo-hoo. So basically, your business profile. So what is that? The first thing, it's like an instant website. So it's a profile page. You can talk about what you do. You can link to your actual website. You can give your email, your, you know, location, your phone number. And basically, it just gives an overview of what you do so you can get discovered and you can grow. These are searchable, right? So they Mm -hmm. will pop up in Google. They will give you some SEO. Um, So if you're like, hey, I don't have time to make a website right now, the first thing you can do when you launch your business is, or freelance service or whatever it is, is create a business profile and invoice to go. Guess what? You're searchable. And you are, you're in business. So... Um, so that's great. And then obviously you guys know that you can create estimates and invoices on the app. And then the next thing you can do is get reviews. So these are really effortless, um, super, super, super easy. So basically after an invoice is paid, 
as soon as it's paid, the customer can rate and review you. They can give you five stars. They can give you a written review. And you can go ahead and receive that review, showcase it on your business, spotlight it, and share it wherever you'd like and build your customer relationships that way. So good. It's so good. It's It's so easy. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's honestly like if you need nothing else for your business, like other than your software or whatever that you need to do the work, Mm -hmm. really, the app now with the main four features, right? You've got your profile, you've got your reviews, you've got your estimates, you've got your invoices and accepting payments. Like, that's all you really need to run a business. So yeah. you're, you're, you're doing pretty well. So we're really excited about it and we hope you guys check it out. And again, if you're a female founder, use the discount code EmpowerWomen at checkout and you will get a gender pay gap discount. Woohoo! Because we are smashing, <laughs> smashing the gender pay gap every day. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode. (laughs) No, seriously, though. Please. 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 Wherever you listen to your podcast. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere at any location around the globe. We're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current U.S. pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just enter the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.